CNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Cowboys victorious, Stars victorious, Mavs victorious. Heck of a night last night for the DFW Metroplex, at least for me. I'll allow other people to crush me for that opinion. What? Is, you know how the fan bases go. Right now, brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How's it going? Well, I should ask you that because it was a late night. Mm-hmm. Are you? Did you get your Luca recovery beer? Are you good to go and ready to roll? <laughs> is that what I should have done? I mean, I that's what he said. I don't. I've never put up a triple double, so I have no idea how one recovers after a thing like that. Well, well apparently, at least mine wasn't physical. It was just kind of. Uh, tiring right sure uh, i'm a little concerned yeah, we're good that you didn't say mental right after mental, that so no, mental not for me okay i think it was a mental grind for those guys um you know that third game in 12 days and uh trying to combat injuries and things like that and i think we all think well okay this should be a cakewalk well there's very few cakewalks in the nfl right uh although you know you sit there and go Oh gosh, they should have just put this team away and got on with it, right? And yes. No, that's I get not it. The, yes. That's not the Cowboys, right? But when the bottom line is, how many points did they win by? Fourteen. Fourteen, and I think didn't the line jump to fourteen after everybody found out that it's, Joshua Dobbs was going to be the quarterback? Mm-hmm. And in some spots, it was thirteen and a half, a key difference to right. determine if you pushed or won or lost. And I think I told you guys, if I remember correctly, thirty-one sixteen, and I had it fifteen. Mickey, at one point, it was twenty-four to thirteen. I know. I remember that in my brain. I was like, <laughs> we might actually hit on this if Tennessee got the field goal to cut it to a one possession game and everything like that. But yeah, I it doesn't it shouldn't surprise you, and I'm sure you've already experienced this, is people are pretty split about this. I personally I'm pumped that they won and they got twelve wins again. But a lot of people are like, this will never do this in the playoffs. This will never do that. And I get it. This is a flawed Cowboys team. I think all the teams in the NFL are flawed to a certain extent. Yeah, and it's a and and, and then it comes down to can you overcome your flaws? Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and and they did. You know, we made a big deal about how many starters uh, Tennessee was not going to have, and I understand when you don't have Tannehill and Derrick Henry, that's huge. But if you go back and look at it, when the Cowboys finished the game, they were missing seven starters. And not not just from that game, right, over the total length of the season. Um, there were seven starters not out there. Uh, and, and and I think the, the, the huge uh, part of it is still trying to overcome the loss of two of your top three corners. I, I think they're starting, you know, the, I get it. Nashawn Wright, you know, that he played the most snaps he's ever played in an NFL game. Uh, and, and he got the interception, but he also got beat a couple times. Um, so, uh, you know, the way I looked at it this morning, because last night, you know, I think my response was the best thing I can say about all this is they got 12 wins, you know, uh, and then how they got it wasn't great. Sure. Uh, but, you know, they're having to overcome injuries. Uh, you know, you have four starters on defense uh, missing the two corners, uh, your leading tackler at the time, yes, your linebacker, and Jonathan Hankins, yep. probably your best run stopper in the middle. I mean, that's significant. And and we talk about it all week, and then we get to the game, and it's like, whoa, what happened? But I was just looking at 
uh, one thing. Had they had they had one more stop on three third downs on that touchdown drive, we're talking twenty seven six, and everybody's happy, right? Yeah. So that's how close you know the shave was, and they even had a fourth down conversion uh, on on that drive. So uh, one kind of really bad defensive possession for the Cowboys. I think about that, too, from the perspective of the rarely dropped Trayvon Diggs interception that looked like it had pick six. Was there, like, it felt like there were two of those, were yeah. not, Mickey? Yes, but for Diggs, that one felt like it had mm. pick six written all over it, and I wonder if that changes, you know, the rest of the flow of the game or how yeah, people no, feel about exactly. it. And, uh, and then on the, on the touchdown pass, if he just covers his guy, Right. And this is the second time it's happened in two weeks because he fell off his guy looking at somebody else that was going uh, underneath to the other side uh, to help out. And he left. uh, Was it uh, uh, Woods? Right. I believe because he was wide open. Yeah. In in the end zone. And and it's like, you know, whoever got there late, it was like, oh, I think it was Damone Clark tried to drop off and make the tackle. Right. And it's like, oh, he beat a linebacker. No, Diggs didn't cover his guy. And and he's got to quit guessing uh, like that. You know, and if he had picked that one up for pick six, you would have said, okay, that's fine. He made a play, right? Same thing with Nashawn Wright. You know, he ended up making a play. I think the quarterback didn't realize he had a 6'5 corner out there. And, um, you know, if he wasn't that tall, he doesn't pick off that pass. But so, he made a play. Speaking of Nashawn Wright, I, I, I know you talked about, like, he definitely got beat on some plays as well. But – have you have you seen in the last two weeks you get the feeling that he's trending at least in the right direction or trending up? Yeah, I think so because you're seeing him make plays. Um, gosh, he, you know, he, he kind of missed. I mean, how weird was that? The tackle on the sideline that the guy tiptoed down the sideline. Yes, I mean, just a weird thing like that, right? Uh, again, you got to make the tackle, and he didn't make it clean. But I think, he, yeah, he's proven. I think we forget this guy hasn't played that much. Um, you know, and they had a lot of guys in that situation. Jabril Cox played. Everybody asked, when Jabril Cox going to play? Well, he played the most snaps in a game he's played in his career last night, and I think it was like 14. And at one point in the game, and I think they were just trying to give the linebackers a break, it was Cox and Luke Gifford at linebacker. So they ended up playing a, a, a lot of different guys, a lot of different combinations, not to mention, uh, and I don't know how much you guys have talked about it, having the offensive line shuffle. Yeah, so <laughs> I looked right at Reggie because we joked about this before the show is when Biotish got hurt, like obviously not what you want, and they said, oh, the Cowboys are reshuffling their offensive line. I thought like, they just plugged another person in. But then they walk through like all of the changes that they made to legit shuffle the line. And I was like, oh, okay. That is a lot of changes. Yeah, because the, the I mean, it, it would have been an easy thing, but a hard thing because they elevated uh, Hoffman off the practice squad. And he's kind of like the backup center guard. Uh, and so I was thinking, well, they're going to put this guy in for his first NFL snaps in this situation. And then they did the whole, you know, change moving uh, Connor. And I always thought that's kind of what they would do, move Connor McGovern to center and Tyler uh, Smith to left guard and then, you know, bring in uh, Jason Peters. Now, I don't know if you want to go forward like that. 
and we'll see, you know, they've got, what, 13 days to figure that out on, on how they want to have it. My understanding uh, on Biotish's injury is um, it's, a, it's a high ankle sprain, but it's not a significant one like we normally think, like oh. you're, you're out four weeks yeah. or whatever. But anytime you see a big guy like that leaving the locker room in a boot, you're going, oh, gosh, that looks bad. But I was told it's not as bad as it looks. So I would imagine, you know, he misses the next game. Uh, but he does have, what, the, the 13 days, so we'll see what happens. And then maybe I think there's hope that he would be ready for the playoffs. So I think that's about as good a news as you can have after you saw the replay of that and how he got rolled up. Oh, my God. It like was, both yeah, legs from yeah. behind, right? Uh, so, yeah, you know, and we just kind of dismiss this stuff. Like, okay, so the next guy goes in. You know, all and all that stuff is great. And I know you guys get tired of me uh, saying it about next guy up, but there's a reason they're the next guy up, right? Yeah, Mickey. I mean, we had some next guy up in this game with Tony Pollard, you know, not and even playing, Pollard, right? Yeah, or you on know, this show. and Malik Davis played well. That's true. Uh, uh, he had some really nice runs, but again, Pollard's not in there, right? And then Biotish is not in there. Um, yeah, and, and it just, you know, and and we forget because we've moved on, right? Ty- Tyron Smith's out there, but Terrence Steele is not out there either, and he was playing well. So, um, you know, those those injuries, they start to mount, and you got to overcome them. I mean, we've come a long way over the season, Mickey, though. Like, we started this season with the offense, at least on the offensive side, thinking that it was going to be a run-heavy team. This was this was a team last or last night that threw the football a lot. Are you, are you having any concerns about the way that they're running the football of late down the well, stretch here? Well, no, two things. Number one, and I know Tennessee had guys missing on defense. They were number two in the league against the run. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing is they decided that they were going to play a five-man front. So th- they had their four defensive linemen uh, out there and uh, a linebacker. So they had five almost – per snap up front, and the Cowboys kept trying to run into it. And then a couple of those third and shorts that they didn't pick up, uh, not only did they have five up front, but they were blitzing the safety and the two linebackers. Uh, So it was almost like, okay, by golly, you know, we want to run the ball when we want to run the ball. Well, sometimes that just doesn't pay off. And and think about how hard it was when they were – uh, was it first and goal at the six? Yes. And Zeke gets two, he gets one, and he barely got the touchdown if he hadn't reached over the goal line after he got stopped. Uh, so it was tough sledding out there to run the football. And I think that answers my question, but I was going to ask, are you surprised that given the scheme that the Titans were putting forward, that the Cowboys decided, the hell with that, we will continue to run the ball on first down? Isn't that what everybody wants? Got to run the ball. You got to be balanced. No, you got to do what works. Yes, right? and, I'm and, with you on that. And, and I'm not. I'm not into being stubborn. Uh, when when Colin plays, no, I am stubborn. By the way, uh, but <laughs> I wasn't going to say not, anything. But I'm not calling but... the plays, right? Uh, so yeah, it's, it's you know you, you got to throw the ball, and you know Dak made one bad decision. You know, and other other than that, you know, they did score 27 points by the way, and you can't score 30 or 40 every week. It's just not going to happen, and I don't care who you're playing. Yeah, I mean, with that being case, or being the case, I mean, do you think that uh, Kellen Moore has kind of found the nice uh, balance of how to get this pass game going? Because CeeDee Lamb with 11 receptions, Dalton Schultz with 7 receptions, 
and the few sprinkled in for T.Y. and Michael Gallup. It felt right, at least for me. Yeah, no, it, it did. And, 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 that's, and I, I bet that was another thing that got lost, um, the, the two touchdown catches by your tight end, right? Uh, you know, everybody's concentrating on CD. And on the second one, Schultz said that's exactly what happened. Uh, I was talking to him about, you know, kind of take me through that play, the one he catches in the back of the end zone, goes up high. Uh, he said that they repped that in practice a couple times, and the ball never came to him. And he goes, and what happened on that play was they got the coverage they were hoping for where the, oh. the cornerback uh, stayed with, and I don't, I'm not sure why it was this way, but they took CD. That ball was supposed to go to CD, and they took him out of the play and left the safety 5'11", 200 pounds on a 6'5", 250-pound tight end. And he gets to the back of the end zone, it's, you know, it, 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 I mean, that that safety's not going to break up that pass. Uh, and, and Dak throws a perfect pass, and Schultz goes up and shows you why they franchised him to keep him keep his rights and makes a really great catch. Uh, and so that's how that play worked out. And they read it right. They both did what they were supposed to do, and Dak threw it where only Schultz can do. And it's a huge touchdown that kind of gave him some separation finally. Were you sad to hear Jerry say that they didn't actually talk to T.O. and his agent? Cause I, heard, I, heard, I heard them guys challenge you, and I'm going, no, nah, they're not going to ask him that question. <laughs> But you did. In your face. You could tell <laughs> that they really wanted that question. And, that, and, they and I said, oh, you're going to throw these guys under the bus. Yeah. Right? And that was, uh, that was quickly dismissed. Yeah, Kevin's built enough goodwill with Jerry that I think he. Yeah. Felt, yeah. I, I think he understand the, 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 the humor in the thing, I, yeah. I believe. But he was pretty, uh, he was pretty succinct, right? Yeah. Never talked to him. And that. Never talked to him. <laughs> I have to admit, I was a little surprised because usually Jerry will hill opine on you just a little bit and be like, yeah, but I will tell you this, T.O. back in the day was a great receiver. Like, I thought we were going to get yeah, something like right? that. And he goes, no, we have not so talked I, to So I totally dismissed that whole thing that I never Me even too. looked into it. I, I mean, so did he say the Cowboys talked to him? No, he, he said, said never. Cowboys did not talk to no, him. No, 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 no. Oh, T.O. Oh, how yeah. did he get started? So T.O. said that he had reached out and he used vague enough language right. where he was like, oh, yeah, we've been in contact with the Cowboys multiple times. <laughs> That's like saying you called the White House and was like, I've been in contact mm-hmm. with the president Correct. multiple times. And then I believe, I can't remember if it was him or his agent said, we couldn't agree on the money, which in my mind meant the Cowboys are like, not interested, we will offer you zero and they were like, we would like more than zero. And that's why they said they couldn't come together on the money. See, that's another indication of what agers, agents do. Uh, back in the day, um, you know, through the, through the 90s, when somebody would come available, the first thing we always heard was, well, the Cowboys are interested. Well, and sources said, well, you know who the source was? The player's agent. Right. Right. And he's just throwing out there thinking, well, if everybody thinks the Cowboys want them, we better go make a play for them because we don't need the Cowboys to get any better, right? And it happened over and over and over again. So I finally learned a a really good lesson about, yeah, the Cowboys are interested, and you talk to them, and they go, we didn't talk to anybody. 
but that's what the agents were doing. And nothing against agents. They're doing their job, sure. right? They're trying to get their guy a job and get paid and maybe get paid more somewhere else. So, But it's a, it's a little thing to kind of keep in mind when this stuff like that happens. Who do you think T.L. was trying to create a bidding war for? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just thought maybe he said it, he was thinking Ooh. he was going to get a reality show or something. Ooh, yeah. that. I'll, I'll sign him for that. Yeah, that yeah. is a good suggestion. All right. Man, what a way to go out. Appreciate it very much. Good, sir. We will catch up with you next week. We'll know a little bit more by time Monday gets here, right? Absolutely, we will. Thank you very much. Okay, see you guys. There you go. Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, Kyle Shanahan, Texas Tech, or maybe Lane Kiffin. And this Panthers better. Do any of these folks deserve Forgiveness Friday? Do you? 877-881-1053. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Chuck going to take it back from Brooks, throws uh-huh. it to the end zone. Jerron Bradley, touchdown Red Raiders. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan, and that clip will come into play in just one second as it's time for some Forgiveness Friday. 877-881-1053. Do you need to ask for forgiveness? Perhaps more importantly, does somebody need to ask you for forgiveness? And right now, we have a special guest on with us Will you introduce yourself to the audience and tell us who you are? Yeah, hi. Uh, my name is Parker. I'm Joey's girlfriend. I am real, if you've heard about me before. Yes, nice. she is real. Yeah. So I real think girlfriends are great. We're going <laughs> to start this off by asking, does Joey need forgiveness for anything? He seems like a nice young man, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you guys don't see what's behind the scenes. He, mm. he does insult his girlfriend quite a few times what? on the daily. And she makes lovely cupcakes. <laughs> I'm getting exposed right now. He can um, cook. No, he comes back with the compliments, though. He is very sweet. Yes. He is. I'll oh, so is it, is, does he do the compliment sandwich where it's like a compliment and then a criticism and mm. then another compliment? He will. He will. He's got He's got to boost the ego a little bit. <laughs> and I don't ever recall Joey that. making anything and bringing it up here. So, I, Well, I helped Did mix. you? I whisked. He did. He picked up the whisk. Okay. Yeah. So. The, the whisk is the wire looking Yes, that would be one, correct. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Oh, you, you do you not bake? Have you never baked? <laughs> No, look, my son loves to cook, as does my Which wife, one? and they both love, my older son, that's not a baby, loves to <laughs> cook. That was real they, aggressive. <laughs> okay, Wait a minute. Sorry. Why are you saying that about Noah? It's stupid baby. Noah can't bake. He's four months old. I'm not going to assume what he can and can't <laughs> okay, do. Okay, well, I'm here you. to tell you, he is a four-month-old. He can't bake. Have you tried? Yes, because sometimes he can't even figure out which side of his pacifier goes in his mouth, so we still got a learning curve that we're working on. Those are not, those are not similar skill sets. He might be able to do one and not the other. Okay, well, that seems unlikely. But, all right, Joe, it's only fair. Mm-hmm. Now, I did not tell you this part was going to happen. Is there anything that she <laughs> needs to ask for forgiveness for? Okay. She's going to hate this. She has a squishmallow. What does that mean? Uh, you, know, <laughs> you know those, like... Uh, it's like a pillow. It's like a but stuffed it's, animal. Yeah. It's really soft, yeah. like circular stuff. Oh, animals. yeah. Yeah, she has a Buzz Squishmallow. And who got it for me? I did get it for you. That she takes with her everywhere. 
Everywhere? Yeah. Okay. What, what, like on what the airplane? Everywhere? Here's yes. the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> like, is it here right now? Is it with us it in the is, room? It, not, not, not in the studio, okay. no. Okay. It is a distance relationship. I don't get to see Joey a lot. It reminds me of him. He was very sweet and gave it to me when he moved from college. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I was I was hoping that we could, like, yes. have a little bit of conflict here, but it's yeah. just so nice. <laughs> oh, it's too wholesome. It. Yeah. We're done with yeah. you. Yeah. No, I'm just here. kidding. Like Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. In case you wanted some insight into the life of Joey. That really that was a distance relationship it? happen. It really was. I want them to succeed in everything. I know. And not just because they're both within really close proximity to us. I, I hope it all oh, works Oh, yeah. If out. I wanted them to fail, I'd say it out loud. <laughs> that yeah. is very true. Okay, he turned, we, off he your turned your mic off. So while How sweet can he be? What she said was that you're very sweet, but you turned her mic off. I like it. That is the spirit right there. All right. So in the rest of Forgiveness Friday is... Do I need forgiveness for basically leaving you out to dry in the Jerry interview? No. Okay. I, that's, I, I think it's fine. Does Jerry need forgiveness? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. For the power move. <laughs> and then this person needs forgiveness from the 817. Hold on, does that mean Joey's girlfriend is single now? No, I do not think that was what we discovered what from that. What is wrong with everybody hitting on the... On the look, people, I, I should have significant you know what? others I that do, we bring up Let here. me apologize to her because I did not point out that everyone's going to be like, "Dude, she sounds hot." That's, <laughs> like true. that's what happens every time that a lady is on here. Is it doesn't matter. Everyone says that, but she is very pretty. But I should have warned her that like people and are a great be, sport, mind you. Yes. Not everybody just hops on the microphone. I should have warned her that people are going to be like. I don't know if I guys told you this, but the first time we actually met was on a podcast. Really? I, podcast? I, was, I was on a podcast in back in college. So it's called the Huskies Game Prep Podcast, but you can actually listen to an episode. It was the first time we ever talked. Man. So yeah. Promoting his outside projects more That's, than the fans. Well, from the eight zero six. Kevin needs forgiveness for bashing his four-month-old for That's not right. being an accomplished. What? He's supposed to be a Michelin chef by five months. Can he read? You know, Why can't question. You read? He can't read yet either. I have concerns about where we'll be in 10 months. I think he's going to walk freakishly early because his legs are super strong. But, no, he's the best. I love you, Noah. Sorry if that came across poorly. Does this better need to ask for forgiveness? So I went back and tracked this. This happened almost two months ago. Okay. Somebody bet $80,000 on the Carolina Panthers not to make the playoffs. That bet would net them $5,000. Wait, how much did they put down again? $80,000. I don't understand these bets at all. To win $5,000, and now you at least see the path that they could make the playoffs. I guess I can kind of understand it, because I don't know what other investment situations you put in and you get, what is that? Math is failing me as soon as I One sixteenth of the amount you put in. Thank you. So what are we talking about? math. 6.3%. Well, I guess there there might be investment possibilities. Okay, that you can get that so back, you but think I don't know that, that there are a lot it was like you know I'll do better on this than my low yield bond or right, whatever. Right, right, right. Okay, and then I mean I would bet against Sam Darnold personally. Oh, look, I understand the logic, especially when they were one in five. But I just I always think those bets make me want to root against you. And oh, you're just a hater. I mean, sure. That's not that can't be new news to you. You've felt that way for a long time, surely. That's fair. And you're telling me you're not rooting against the guy who's got eighty thousand dollars to gamble, so he wins five thousand dollars. But who am I rooting for at that point? The the house? 
That's a good point. <laughs> what no, are we doing? See, I'm not rooting. I'm not actively rooting for the house. I'm rooting for the rich person to lose their money in this instance. So I guess there's no there's no non-rich person in the equation, man. Because then the casino wins, <sighs> that's or the good, book. I that, should say. that is that's a good point. I have now been humbled. You're welcome. I didn't really think about that part. So Mike, no, I haven't heard of a six percent return. I am poor. How would you like that, 940? What are you investing in? Is And then somebody asked, this isn't Forgiveness Friday, but somebody asked if they're the only one crushing on Reggie. I I don't know. I have always said that I think you're a handsome man. And I always appreciate those compliments. They're very, uh, very near and dear to me. But I don't know how the rest of the audience feels. If you are crushing on Reggie, feel free. To text us, 877-881-1053. I more care about where I, I can get the 6% return. You or give me financial advice via I'm text. I'm trying to get you a 6% return to something else. and Or you can go check out the Twitch, whatever, if you want to tell Reggie that you're crushing on him. Now, you ready for possible no jokes on and forgiving us, Friday? Oh, goodness. Yeah, I guess so. All right. I need to know if it's Texas Tech or Lane Kiffin. Yeah. That needs to ask for forgiveness because Lane Kiffin came out and said in the Texas Bowl is that a Texas Tech player spit and then possibly used a racial slur. I don't know why you wouldn't have gotten like, you know, corroboration on that, the racial slur part of it before you said that. And then multiple people from Texas Tech have come out and vehemently denied it. And so... I don't know who needs to ask for forgiveness because somebody is not on the level. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know what to do with any of this here. Sure. Like I would love to be able to give some insight or some, you know, advanced thought. I don't know what to do with any of this because again, I don't know how to corroborate it. I yeah. I know that earlier today Bobby and uh Sean were talking about this and Bobby brought up the point that, you know, you can't just throw this out there if you don't feel like you have very much, especially cuz um, when Lane Kiffin brings this up, he says there was a racial slur involved. That's not the point of what we're talking about. It's about the spitting part. That's a weird uh, hierarchy of perspective there. So I'm just like, I don't know what to do with any of this. Because clearly, if somebody was spit on, look, man, I know places where if you spit on somebody, that's grounds for them to put in their hands and feet on you. Oh, right? for sure. Um, so like, you know, that's one thing. Racial slur, that's another thing. But also at the same time, like... I don't know that those things were done, and if they weren't caught on video, I don't. Also, even if they were caught on video, I don't even know what to do with it then, right? Like, do I take what authorities do I, you know, entrust to handle this, and what what is the punishment or whatever for this? I'm honestly I have no idea to do with any of this. Yeah, no, it is an it's an intriguing question. I'm a bit perplexed about it as well, but I, I'm probably inclined to agree with you that like if you thought one of your players got spit on, bring that up, and then. You know, maybe double check before you said probably about the other well, part. Well, he did say that he consulted with that player, right? So, yeah. Hey, so you're gonna take your? I mean, I, you're I gonna, do, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna take player, your player's right. word for it. I do agree with that. Do the head coaches? I'm I'm projecting right here. Do the head coaches of Maryland and North Carolina State need forgiveness for probably actively hoping their team loses the game so they don't get a giant? tub of mayonnaise dumped on their head duke's mayo bowl that's right um wouldn't you, would you want your team to lose no it's a bowl game so you want to get mayonnaise poured on your head no but i feel like you got to i feel like you got to for your players you still trying to build a program a program uh-huh yeah you got to say it like that how long is that going to take to wash out now for me program? i'll be fine oh the mayo you know, yeah i'll be like 
whatever, I'll be good. But like for people who are not follically challenged, how long does it take to get not only get the mayonnaise out of your hair and your face, but to like get away from that general mayonnaise smell? <sighs> two showers, three showers, Joey. What do you think? Yeah, probably two or three. I'm a fan of mayonnaise, though. I'll be honest. Okay, but what does eating that mean? It, not <laughs> dumping it on your head, right? <laughs> also, when you say you're a fan of mayonnaise, like I don't know why I said it like that. That was awkward. When you're a fan of mayonnaise, um, like just. A scoop of mayonnaise, oh, lots no, of mayonnaise no. on a sandwich. Yeah, it's gotta about? be on a sandwich. A lot or just kind of enough? Uh, I, just enough to, to cover the but I think every great sandwich has to have mayo and pickles at least. That's a weird stance to take, but okay. Man, we might need to reboot. Okay. Just forget every about great business. Your PB and J. Put a little bit of mayo and pickles on there. It'll be good. Now, we asked a question about Reggie, and I've gotten a lot of responses here. And by the way, there are also multiple people saying that they think Lane Kiffin just needs to ask for forgiveness for throwing around those accusations, perhaps unfoundedly. I don't know if that was the right word. From the 214. Right to me. I love you, Reggie. If I had a hot sister, I'd hook you up. I okay? appreciate that. That's very nice. From another 817. Reggie rhymes with sexy. Don't think that's true, but also hmm. appreciate the sentiment. And from the 682, I forgive myself for saying that out loud through text about Reggie. And What's your opinion from the 817. Hello, the fan. All right. First of all, I'm a really big fan of like our broadcasting monolith. Hello, the fan. Should we have a, a mascot called the fan? Yes. And if we did, what would it look like? What would it be? That is a good question. I, Joey, work on this, please. I'm thinking square, something square. Okay. Well, just like a square with like, but it has to have like the hamburger helper mittens. You know what you I mean? You don't have to say all your ideas out loud straight True. away. You can think them through. No, a but I like it when you do. You this want. has been fun. Yeah, keep doing that. From the 817, hello, the fan. They said they are crushing on Reggie. Hope you like older women. They will be 63 in the next few days. You are very charming and handsome. Thank you. From a big fan. You I was char- You're 30? I'm 30. I almost said thank you, ma'am, but I feel like that's not, I feel like that's, yeah, I don't think that's the right thing to do. What is the oldest person that you would date? I don't know. Halle if, Berry. <laughs> okay, that is. Is that the, is that that the is, question? Or Nia Long. Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, is Nia Long younger or older? She's probably younger than Halle Berry, right? But still a good 14, 15 years. Nia Long is 52 years old. Shut up. She is? Right. Holy crap. I thought she was like 45. Halle Berry is 56. Man, they both look fantastic. Yeah, but that's Hollywood for you. You have enough money, you can keep this thing. That is an interesting point. And then finally, does Kyle Shanahan need forgiveness? He said this about Nick Bosa. I feel like we could sit him these next two weeks, and in my mind, I would still be blown away if he wasn't defensive MVP. All right, that's reckless. That's reckless. I mean, and look, the betting odds, it's still a two-person race because the next closest person I think is like 100 to 1. So it's Nick Bosa or Micah Parsons. I will admit that the odds have shifted heavily in Bosa's favor is he was a minus 1,200, whereas Micah Parsons was plus 650. But, like, just to say, I could sit him in the next two games. We're still winning. Defensive player of the year. Yeah, I think that's – look, I can understand you propping up your player and saying that he's had a great season. That's disrespectful now to – the many great defensive players that have been had a great season, but particularly to Micah Parsons. From the – sorry, I got distracted, Reggie, because now I'm trying to figure this out in my head. From the 817. But Reginald does rhyme with sex and old. Still don't think that's true. That – Do not believe it. I do kind of get that. 
So congratulations to you. Is that is that an accomplishment, an achievement of sorts? Yeah. If you're sexy or sex and old, that's a compliment. Sure. You know what? It is. Easier to not fight it. I'm with Just you take now. it, Reggie. Don't Just like the way it. you said that. Nope. Let's go ahead and mark that. <laughs> yeah, please do that. And from the 469, so y'all are just going to overlook that dude saying, if I had a hot sister, Correct. I don't know if he has a sister. That's rude. Like, if he doesn't have a sister, that's fine. If he has a sister and he's just like, she's not attractive. Oh, yeah. See, I wouldn't want you to do that. You don't need to tear her down. I did I don't not. need to do that. That's a good point. You make a good point from the 469. I did not interpret it like that, but... I understand your logic. We're the KNC Be masterpiece. Nice to people, please. Right here. Is that your New Year's resolution? Oh, I'm always nice to people, except are, for certain folks. Are you? Maybe. Are you? Okay, no. Why? Why'd you have to point? You should have just let me go. All right. It's fine. I pulled a Reggie. Coming up next, <laughs> it's time for Gridiron Gravy. Do you share the same fears as Joe Burrow? We'll do it next right here in the fan. Burrow wants to throw, throws to Higgins, catches it at the one, fights for the goal line, touchdown, Bengals, as Cincinnati marches right down the field and scores a touchdown. Oh, look at Joe Burrow go. Right now, it's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. British biscuits. You're better at the other part than you were at that part just then. I just turned on now, your microphone. And now Joey's taking over. That's fine. <laughs> You're sh- you'll be shocked how quickly you just fall into the pattern of expecting somebody to turn your microphone it's on. Incredible. It, 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 it is, is ridiculously pompous, but I found that too, and I'm like, like I can't just push the button, but I don't. So thank you very much, Joey. For that is all right. You're very good at your job, Joe. I appreciate you. You are excellent, excellent, excellent. Not quite as handsome as Reggie, but I think you're a fine-looking person as I well. I feel like Parker would say different. I who's to say? She's just now meeting you. All I think, right, so I, I don't. She, I don't know. I think I know what she would say. Okay, well, if we're not going to say you up, then Carter, you're next up on the list. Is I don't know if you're seeking that out or not, though. All right. So, a couple of things here. We're going to go across the entire NFL, obviously, but also, we need to get our shout-out Fridays going. I've not done a good job Ooh, with true. that. 877-881-1053. If you want to send in your shout-outs, we'll get back to hitting those pretty hard. But, there's a lot of things going on. Mike Vrabel, you can tell me if you believe this or don't believe this. He said, we'll decide next week whether Josh Dobbs or Malik Willis will start versus the Jags. The TV crew... Sure as hell sounded like they thought it was a done deal that Dobbs was going to start. No, I think jo- Dobbs did admirably. I do understand that sentiment, though, right? Like Malik Willis has been more solid running the football. Yes. Um, now, I don't know what aspect of the game that they want to utilize in that game against the Jags. So maybe that is something that they will consider. And I mean, again, Josh Dobbs kind of came out of nowhere in this game. There was not really an opportunity to prepare for him, and I wonder how that goes elsewhere otherwise. But he did seem to execute the game plan pretty well. He seemed to find his receivers decently, but it's not like he put up an incredible game. And not saying that you need an incredible game to beat the Jags, but I think you want to put forward You might with the way Lawrence is playing. That's fair, but I I do think that you just need to put forward uh, your best foot. So I think giving yourself uh, these 10 days to figure that out is not not a bad one from a coaching perspective. Now, Nick Sirianni this morning at his presser said, talked about Jalen Hurts. 
and he said he thought he looked good and threw well in his first practice back yesterday, but they're waiting to see how his shoulder responds to yesterday's practice and then decide if they want to increase the workload. My guess would still be he's not going to play this week. Yeah, I think I'd lean with you as well. God, what if the Saints win and you actually go into the last week? You know what I really love? If the Saints won and then, like, the Vikings and or the 49ers lost. And so, like, you see a potential path to not just a division title but the number one seed for the Cowboys. Look, I will be very um, forthright in this. It makes our jobs easier if that if oh that gosh. opportunity arises, right? We could have these discussions about the possibilities and the potentials and have fun with that because that's part of what makes sports radio good. Absolutely. Now, hopefully this is part of what makes sports radio good as well because I want to talk. We played the highlight. I want to talk about Joe Burrow. Did you see the Christmas gift that Joe Burrow got for his offensive line? No, I actually didn't. All right, so he went out of his way and got his offensive line, each one of them a cruise with a plus one for Christmas. Nice. I think that's an excellent gift right there. Yeah, but what if they got, like, kids and stuff? Well, look, man, your kids have to stay at home or you can purchase those tickets for them. Okay. He's done a lot of work. Hold on. Are you saying if you don't buy me the present for my entire family that I'm out? I feel like once you get to the trip area, it gets a little dicey, you okay. know? All right. And I guess they they do have the income to be able to add the additional tickets. Exactly. So, but Burrow said he's not going to be joining them out there. Huh. Do you know why? No. He said, quote, I don't like boats. When asked why, he said, what if you get stuck out there? Do you share Joe Burrow's concerns about getting stuck out in the ocean? I think everybody has the concerns about getting stuck out in the ocean. I just feel like you should very quickly overcome that. Like, dog, you be getting in planes all the time. What if he had, like, a relative who she was dating this one guy and looking for a necklace, Mm -hmm. and then, like, he was holding her hand, and then she had to let him go into the freezing cold water? What if he carried that baggage with him? I get it, Um, and I understand what you're doing here, and can I take a slight detour for a moment? I was very focused right there. How the hell? That was... Who, who, who directed Titanic again? James Cameron. I just want to make sure before I say something stupid. Uh, how the hell does James Cameron get away with putting out a whole separate like documentary series about whether or not uh, that uh, door was actually buoyant enough to carry both of them? How the hell have we made it to where that is content that gets greenlit? I'll tell you why. Huh? Because we're still debating that 25 years after the fact. If Kate Winslet just let him die or whatever. And so... That feels exactly like the kind of content we're looking for. You telling me if they put out a docu-series or a little, uh, a, a couple of little clips and stuff strung together with the director of Die Hard and Bruce Willis and all of that, that people wouldn't be like, is it a Christmas movie? Of course they would. I mean, they would, but like, I guess. You just kind of let the song just, wash over you. Yes. It's It's very sedating. I don't like what you're doing right now, though. It's very uncomfortable. Oh, is it because I said you're attractive too? That's a no. Good point. It's just you're don't not worry, good Jess. At I'm still coming home. <laughs> uh, don't worry about that. All right, to who? Jo- you know what? To the audience is. What? Oh, I'm still coming home to them. I thought you said who is I singing to? My bad. I'm still coming home to you, coming home Brandon to the audience. and Noah. <laughs> not that. Joey, do you have any Titanic-esque fears or general fears about being trapped out in the ocean? Uh, no. I'm 
I'm pretty good on the ocean. I do like cruises, as I mentioned to you uh, off air. I'm, sure. I'm big on the cruises, so that's never occurred to me. But it, planes would be more of a, a fear of mine than, than on a boat. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Do you have to hold Parker's hand when you're on the plane? And stuff? Uh, we've and actually never flown together. Oh. Yeah. So y'all fly separate? Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. buddy. I didn't know things were uh, <laughs> just going downhill. In a rough patch. I apologize for bringing that up. All right. Let's you know what? I didn't say James Scamron, but now I'm going to start saying that because <laughs> it's a scam that he put on that damn documentary series. Okay. Is it also a scam that Yair Alexander said that Justin Jefferson is one of the top three receivers in the league, but said his nine catch for 184 yards and two touchdowns in week one was a fluke? Yeah. What is he doing? Has he seen the rest of Justin Jefferson's season? I mean, he has to have by saying that he's a top three receiver. That's a good point. I don't like. Is is he just is Jair Alexander just gotten addicted to being in front of the camera or in front of a microphone? Is that what we're doing? I think maybe. And he's like, I'm a great player. I I agree. He is a great player, but still, I don't know if you're using that word correctly. But at least he got his name right, because that huh? is not always the case. So I take you to Seattle Seahawks defensive coordinator, Clint Hurt, is he was talking about Sauce Gardner and Tariq Woolen. Mm -hmm. And people are like, hey, what about this matchup? What about this? And he was like, look, he's not going to line up across from Sauce one single time. He's got to cover, wait for it, Chris Garrett, Corey Davis, and the rest of these guys in the wide receiving core. Now... You might be thinking, who the hell is Chris Garrett? Fair enough. He meant Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I was like, he meant Garrett Wilson. How did we get there? But said Chris Garrett. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he did not notice or fix his mistakes. Is that like how yesterday uh, Corey said Chris Gardner Johnson? Yes. Yes. It happens sometimes. Okay. Actually, I mean, look, you talk long enough, you're going to say something It's idiotic. so true. I don't think people appreciate that because yesterday I, I think I ended up saying, like, the Lions have a well-built defense, and somebody called me out on it, and they're right. Like, that's not right. It's something I said. But, look, you get enough, you get on air enough, you will say something stupid. It happens. Yes, That's, that's sure. the whole basis of Masterpiece of the Week. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we still, we got Masterpiece of the Week coming up at 1.30, and I think it might be girlfriend approved. I'm very concerned about how this turns out. All right, would you like to hear about a big Tom Brady milestone? No, but I feel like you're going to tell me anyways. I I can pivot to a different story. The Texans are going to ask for fan input for their next jersey. How do you think that's going to go? Poorly. (laughs) What do you mean? I mean, trust the fans? One, no. Um, You love the city of Houston? Sure. I don't mean that. I I think they're they're all uh, fashion designers. But two, I also don't know that they're working from a great like uh, base here. Sure, like the color combination is what it is. You know, red and blue, kind of average. But then also like the organization's like visual style is not one that's all that appealing. So like building off of that is tough. And so you take a whole bunch of average Joes who think that they want to have some level of input on fashion design. I don't know how that goes. Oh man, I tried to take the. I tried to take the survey and give my feedback. The second question is, are you a season ticket holder? And I thought by saying yes, that would help me get through the process. And then they asked for my 
season ticket ID. Oh, that's really intense. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. You're like, prove it. And I'm like, look, man, you're the Texans. I don't think you should be yeah. going this hard on this. I'm not. How many season ticket holders could there be? Let's go ahead and mark that last part of what he just said. Now, All right. for Tom Brady, today is a milestone. He has now spent more time in NFL football than he has in non-NFL football. Yesterday was his football equinox, sure. where he had spent the exact same number of days not playing NFL football as he had in NFL football. So now, advantage NFL. And Tom Brady yesterday said, wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Third time. There's stats and data everywhere. It's a data-driven world, but that's crazy. It's hard for me to imagine. Is it? Anything to stay away from the family. Well, that, that, my thing about it is, I, I don't know if I've... No, I said this with Corey. I've reached a point where I pivoted being sad for uh, Tom Brady. Sure. He clearly just, like, he needs football so much. And I'm like, yeah. I I want you to have some level of identity outside of this, man. Yeah. Because it seems like he's afraid to go engage with the world otherwise. Yeah. So you think he's going to keep playing next year? I guess for a new team? He mm. might. I Look, I wouldn't necessarily want to undertake that. But, hey, he clearly is built different. couple of notes potentially for the playoffs for the 49ers, Debo Samuel, did return to practice yesterday, and the New York Giants can clinch a playoff berth for the first time in five years this weekend. They host the Indianapolis Colts. If they win, they're in. Don't have to worry about it. So I don't know if from a Cowboys perspective you would want them to lose and they need to beat the Eagles potentially. Absolutely. Yeah, no, you want to leave that carrot in front of them. Exactly. Yeah. So you still have your outside shot. So we're fine for the Jets or we're rooting for the Jeff Saturdays? I guess so. Find Jeff Saturdays. Let's that, go. That's right. And by the way, Cowboys are halfway there. You needed six things to happen. Three Cowboys wins, three Eagles losses. You've gotten three of those six so far. Fantastic. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Cowboys Victory Friday. We'll get your shout-outs at 877-881-1053. Plus, Cowboys thank you notes. Who deserves a tip of your cap after a closer-than-hope-for Thursday night football game? Next, right here on The Fan.